I've got a question for you. Have you ever put off going to see the doctor because you didn't want to have to step on the scale? You really wanted to avoid stepping on the scale. Maybe you're doing it now at home where you've just been avoiding the scale. If that's the case, I want you to understand that you're giving your power away to an inanimate object. Now, if you think you understand, but you're not sure, try thinking about it this way. Imagine after a breakup, if you happen to see your ex and you have this desire to say mean things or call him or her names, that person still has power over you. On the other hand, you are coming from a place of power when that person can no longer have that effect on you, where you're indifferent, where you don't care. It's like we talk about people who are really confident, don't care what other people think. If any of this sounds familiar and you want to get to that place where you get your power back, you don't want to miss a single minute of this episode. So let's get started. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lang. After 10 years of working in tech, dealing with startup life and the struggles of losing weight, and then 15 years as the owner of Pacific Heights Health Club in San Francisco, where I worked with hundreds of clients, I finally decided to commit 100% to going online so that I could reach even more people. And that's when I founded Moxie Club. Now, in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you what I've learned about what works and what doesn't work when it comes to lasting weight loss and more importantly, creating deep health. Episode number 117. Well, hey there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to make time to listen to this episode today because I am going to be talking about the dreaded scale. (laughs) And it was inspired by a post that I saw on Instagram. So this is what it read. Our advice, stop weighing yourself. Remember, the scale is a tool of diet culture's oppression. Now, when I read this, to Matt earlier this week, his immediate response was, you're giving away your power, to which I said, exactly. So as I say this, if you don't agree with what I'm saying, I want you to keep listening. And if you do agree with what I'm saying, I also want you to keep listening because, well, By listening to this podcast, and I want you to be fully present for it, you're doing one of three things. You're learning something new, 
or you're remembering something you already know that it helped to hear again, or you're mastering something. What I hope you get from this podcast ultimately is one of those three things. Okay, so when I read Stop Weighing Yourself, I don't actually have a a strong opinion on this. Weigh yourself, don't weigh yourself. It really doesn't matter to me. It's what works for you. At the same time, if you find yourself weighing yourself three times a day, then I would say, yeah, you're definitely going overboard because the number on the scale in that case isn't really telling you a whole lot other than, well, your weight fluctuates throughout the day depending on what you've eaten, how much water you've drank, (laughs) things like that, okay? But the second part of the advice, the scale is a tool of diet culture's oppression, that's the part that I take issue with. So when I say we're giving away our power, or when Matt said it, I think about, well, why people actually avoid going to the doctor because they don't want to hear the doctor say, you need to lose weight or you should lose weight. Because for people who are overweight, they already know they need to lose weight. It's like hearing someone tell you, you should avoid getting hit by a car. Duh. (laughs) We already know this. As a matter of fact, for some doctors, I know that they've moved away from that and really tried to focus more on behaviors like eating healthier and exercising more. But again, I think those statements are similar to being told we should avoid texting while driving. So for those of you who text while driving, there's a reason why we do it, even though we know that it increases our chances of getting in an accident because there's a payoff. Whatever our existing behavior is, there's a payoff. So those words don't really help a lot unless there's more to it than that. Unless they're, the doctor's actually going to, for example, point you to uh, a habit coach or, or a health coach to work with you on this or some program, something that will help you get to that. Now, going back to that statement, that the scale is a tool of diet culture's oppression. I agree with the first part of the statement. The scale is definitely a tool. It's the second half, that it's a tool of diet culture's oppression that I take issue with. So when you think about tools, let's take a hammer, for example. All carpenters have hammers. They're very useful. They use it to build a house. Uh, At the same time, a burglar can use a hammer to break a window. So when we think about tools, it really is context. How is it being used? Same thing goes for a syringe. So if a doctor is giving you a shot because you have an infection and the antibiotics antibiotics will help your body fight off the infection. That's a good thing. 
If, on the other hand, the syringe was filled with poison, that would be a different story. So really, it's about context here. So do I think that the scale has been used as a tool of oppression by the diet culture? Yes. But it only has power if you buy into what the diet culture is insisting is the definition of success or failure. So what do I mean here? The diet culture would have you believe that there's a magic number on the scale. And when you achieve that magic number, the destination, if you will, then that's when life is happy and you'll be happy and healthy. That achieving the goal is like Disneyland. That here's the idea that once you arrive, that's when the fun begins. So actually, I, I think in this particular case, there are a lot of lessons to be learned from sports. <laughs> so when Tom Brady won the Super Bowl, there's always that commercial, Tom Brady, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? I'm going to Disneyland. So it's no wonder that we think that this magic number is going to be the end-all, be-all. And actually, when you think about road trips as a kid, how many times, or if you're a parent, how many times do your kids ask you, are we there yet? So it's no wonder that we want to get there faster. And dieting is one way to get to that destination faster. But again, it's based on this premise that that's when the fun begins. And that's actually what I fundamentally disagree with. That's where we really can learn from sports, where when you listen to Rafael Nadal talk about tennis, he loves the process. Same thing with Steph Curry in basketball. He can't control the outcome, whether or not they win the game, but it's all about falling in love with the process, about the practice. So again, neither one of these athletes have anything against goals, correct? They want to win tennis matches. They want to win basketball games. They want to win championships. And goals do help us set a direction so that we know where to aim. But if you get too focused on outcome and not on the process, what ends up happening? You wind up trying to get there faster. It becomes that, are we there yet conversation? Weighing yourself three times a day or avoiding the scale altogether because you feel like it, you're never going to get there or it's actually, the goal is actually further away than maybe when you started. And it also presumes that you can't be happy where you are, that, you, that somehow the process is to be as short as possible. And we all have heard the expression, Happiness is in the journey, not the destination. So here's what I really am trying to get to, is that 
in order to achieve lasting weight loss, we need to let go in order to let in. We need to let go of thoughts that don't serve us in order to be able to let in the ones that do. I want you to think of it almost like a diet detox. Detox is that whole, or cleanse, is about getting rid of stuff that no longer serves you. So this is about getting rid of that diet mentality that no longer serves you. This is about not thinking about the scale as a tool of diet culture's oppression. The scale is just a tool. It's just a tool to help you measure progress. And actually, the number on the scale is just data. So we go back to context, and what meaning are you giving it? So if that number is just data, and the scale is just a tool to tell us that we're heading in the right direction, that what we're doing is working, that perhaps we need to make some adjustments. That's when we're treating the scale and the number as neutral things, okay? So really, whether you choose to weigh yourself or not, the work is actually in how you think about the scale because what you resist persists. So if you're avoiding the scale, but that because it triggers that thought of not being good enough, that's where the work is. It's not in avoiding the scale. It's not in not weighing yourself. It's literally in figuring out what are the thoughts that are behind it that give that scale that kind of power over you. Because ultimately, if you're using the scale as some form of external validation, like when I finally reach that magic number, I will feel good enough, then I would say there's still work to be done. <laughs> okay? Because ultimately, if we listen to our body and pay attention more to things like how we're feeling, if you want to use as external cues or measures of progress, how your clothes fit and how you feel and your energy level, instead of the number on the scale, I'd be all for that. And if you want to look at other numbers that I think are far more meaningful than the scale or your BMI and look at your body composition instead, I'd be all for that as well. So body composition is where we're looking at the percent of body, lean body mass to fat, as an example, okay? Because that, if I could unzip you and look at you on the inside, that's a much better indicator. Same thing with things like your blood pressure, right? When, when you go to the doctor's office, do you ever say, I want to avoid going to the doctor because I don't want my temperature taken? Probably not, as a matter of fact, if you had a fever, <laughs> you would want the doctor to actually measure your temperature, help you figure out what's wrong and how to actually fix it. But maybe if you have, have high blood pressure, you might sort of dread having your blood pressure taken because that higher blood pressure reading means something else, 
right? What are you making it mean? At the end of the day, that's what it's always com coming back to. And if that number on the scale, if you're making that mean that somehow you've done something wrong, that it's your fault, that you're blaming yourself for that number, again, that's where the work is. Because that's an outcome. We actually can't control that. We can only control, I say this over and over again, we can only control or create the conditions to make that outcome more or less likely. Okay, so takeaways here are rather than avoiding the scale, I want you to do the work on the thoughts behind it and understand that if you're seeking some kind of external validation, like the number on the scale or people telling you, hey, you look good, when we can get to a place where those thoughts are neutral, that what truly matters is how you feel about you. That's, that's the opinion that we're going for. And that you can love yourself unconditionally, accept who you are, even as you work on improving. That's when we find peace. There's no oppression. <laughs> there may be supporters. Okay, but that conflict in so many ways needs to be resolved in your mind. It can't be resolved by someone else changing. How empowering is that? It's all within you. I just want you to sit with this thought. Let it really soak in or sink in. <laughs> and then I would love to hear from you. So I'm actually thinking about offering a workshop on a diet detox where we get to identify what thoughts there are that really do represent that diet culture. Where if we can identify them, then we can challenge them and reframe them. So. If this is something you would like to participate in, if this is something you're interested in, I would love for you to send me an email or comment somewhere. Uh, I think if you go to my blog where I have uh, the actual podcast posted on moxie-club.com, you can comment there. Let me know if a diet detox is something that you would find helpful. All right? So... Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope it was helpful. And I'm going to wrap things up today with a quote by Jan Glidewell. You can clutch the past so tightly to your chest that it leaves your arms too full to embrace the present. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember... 
Making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.